So the series is called Seasons, that, that life happens in, in seasons. Winter, spring, summer, and fall. All you got to do is call, and I'll be there. Anybody? Anybody? Okay. Some of y'all like Google it, okay? All right. Uh, but but it, life happens in, in seasons, and you can't skip a season. <laughs> don't, you, don't you wish you could just skip some seasons? You, you, can't, you can't skip a season. And a lot of times you find yourself in more than one season at a time. Like you can be in a season of summer in a relationship, and you can be in a season of, of winter in, in your career all at the same time. Or you can be in a season of relationship of uh, fall in a relationship, but a season of summer in another relationship. It's, it's so that it happens in seasons. You got to go through all four, and you got to know what season you're in. Come on, turn to somebody, tell them, do you know what season you're in? This is a big miss, huge miss. When you know what season you are in, you can have incredible peace when you know what season that you're in. So you go through all four, you gotta go through them in the same order, that stinks. That really stinks, because you know we talked about summer to start. Woohoo! everybody loves summer. Yeah, summer, bring on summer. Let's go from summer to spring, right? But you gotta go through, through, through fall. If summer's that time to celebrate, fall is that season where the beauty begins to fade. And the next season after that is is winter and, and trying to survive the harsh conditions of, of winter. And so we're going to talk about that today. I want to talk about winter and surviving the harsh conditions. Uh, Luke chapter 19. So this is Palm Sunday today. Jesus uh, riding in on that colt. Palm branches celebrating him. But just a few days later on Good Friday, I encourage you to come for Good Friday. I'm really excited about uh, the worship team, what they're going to be doing. Um, our theme is, is gardens, and we're going to be looking at three different gardens that uh, we have in our lives and what those all represent through the Good Friday service. So I hope you'll be here for that. But that's what we're looking at today as we look at this winter season in John chapter 19. If you're new to the scriptures, John is uh, one of Jesus' disciples. Many think that he was probably Jesus' closest friend. So he's writing from his perspective. That's what I love about the Gospels. This is um, not just a story, but this is, an, this is somebody telling their story and how they saw it. And in verse 16, it says, Then Pilate turned Jesus over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus away. Carrying the cross by himself, he went to the place called Place of the Skull, which means Golgotha. There they nailed him to the cross, and two others were crucified with him, one on either side with Jesus between them. Imagine John in that moment. That's, that, just think about that. All the hopes, all the dreams, everything that he, he, he anticipated. And now there's a criminal here, and, and this guy here. And, and John, it doesn't tell us what they did, but John's like, I know what that guy did. I know what that guy did. And I know what that guy didn't do. So this is a really confusing time for him and all the disciples. Pilate posted a sign on the cross that said, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. 
The place where Jesus was crucified was near the city and the sign was written in Hebrew, Latin, and Greek so that many could read it. Let's talk about winter, the, the harsh, brutal reality of winter. Father, we just ask for comfort in this room, peace in this room. Just ask God right now for that because here's what's hard when we start talking about winter is those things come up. As we're the enemy, it's a good breeding ground for the enemy. But you're going to have to fight through that today, and you're going to have to really dig in because God wants to speak to you. And he wants to help you through this season. Father, we, we ask for your peace and your wisdom in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. All right, you can be seated. I, I, am, I am not a fan of winter. <laughs> I don't. Anybody not like winter? Uh, uh, that's, that's Pastor Eric. Pastor Eric and I, uh, we wear coats everywhere we go. Um, I, I just, because I don't like being cold. I just don't. Now, now what, I, what I despise more than being cold is that one person who is like, it's not cold out here. It's not cold. It's not cold. It's not, and they got shorts on and the t-shirt. It's not cold. I'm freezing, okay? I, I don't need you telling me it's not Cold. I, I don't like anything about when my least favorite movie is Frozen. I don't like it. I like anything about that. It's not a cute little kid movie to me. It's a horror flick. Do you want to build a snowman? No. No, I don't. And Oklahoma, I feel like living here, there is no purpose in winter, right? <laughs> like, why, why do we, it's just cold. That's all, like, you go to Colorado, there's purpose. You got mountains, you got ski, you got frolicking and fun. In Oklahoma, we've got ice. That's our reward for winter, ice. And what does that mean? No internet, no milk. That's what that means. And it just will, winter season can just go on and on and on, and you're just wondering when, when is it ever going to end? In our lives, we will go through a winter season. And winter seasons in our lives can be harsh, they can be brutal, they can be discouraging, full of pain and, and disappointment. A winter season is, you know you're in a winter season when, when, when you can't get back to the way things were. You want to, but you, but you can't, and, and, and then, but you're looking forward and spring just seems so far away, and you're just left wondering how much longer, when is this going to be over? So if, that, if that's you, if you have a winter season that you've identified in your life uh, and you, you see the harshness of it and you can't see through it, I, I want you to write this down because this is where I want to go for the next few minutes is God is working in my winter. God is working in my winter. Now, I know when I say that, for many of you, Inside of your, your soul, you're like, what possible purpose could God have in this winter? 
Now, if you've never had that statement, then you're not human, you don't have a pulse, and you must be six feet under because everybody has had that, that thought of, uh, of what possibly could be the purpose. And this is what I love about Scripture. It is so relevant. John 19, the disciples are asking the same question. What could possibly be the purpose in that? What, what is happening? I mean, suddenly they are thrown into this winter season. Look back with me at verse 16 again. It says, then Pilate turned, turned Jesus over to them to be crucified. So they took Jesus away. And that is winter. Jesus feels so far away. And the disciples in this moment, this is so confusing because they had all these hopes and they had all these, these dreams. And, and, and now, and, and, I mean, if, you don't, if you're new to the scriptures, which you may not know or understand about Jesus, is that he was supposed to be the promised Messiah. He was supposed to be the one who would restore Israel. And he had chosen these, these, these men to be a part of his, like, cabinet, okay? And Jesus, they thought he was coming to build an earthly kingdom. Now, you know, fast forward, we know that it wasn't an earthly kingdom. We know that it was a heavenly kingdom. But, 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 but they didn't know that. Their perception, no matter how many times... Jesus tried to tell them. They weren't listening. They weren't hearing it. Come on, how many times has Jesus spoken to you and you have not listened? Mm. Turn to somebody and tell them, it's time, it's time to listen. It's time to listen. Please don't turn to your spouse. Some of you turned to your spouse. That was, that was not good. Wanda, Wanda, you turned to Glenn and you just said, it is time to listen. And he said, yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> so I'm, uh, I'm sorry, my friend. How many times, but they, they, they thought it was going to be this, this kingdom, and then, and, 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 uh, and it's, instead it's the death of a movement. All of their dreams are gone. It says in verse 17, carrying the cross by himself, he went to the place that was called, say it with me, place of the skull. What in your life is, is a place of the skull? Where? Where? Where have you suffered loss? Is it a relationship that, that, you, that you, you fought for, you worked for, that, that, that one, one point was summer and vibrant and, and then you went through the fall and now suddenly you realize that that relationship is, is broken? Now, I'm, I, I, it's, not, it's not gonna get better. It's just, it feels dead. Is it, maybe it's your career. Maybe you, you went to school and you, you made the resume. You got the job hunters. You went on the interview. You dressed up. You looked good. You thought you nailed it. And somebody else got the job. But I thought this was what I was, thought that was it. That was the job. That, that's the one I, I prayed for. And, or maybe it's the opposite of that. You, you had the job. You have the career. Everything's going great. And then they cut your legs out from underneath you. And then you found yourself on the street, and, and, and now you're sitting at home, and you're like, wow, this is what people watch in the middle of the day. Oh, my goodness. This is definitely winter or hell. I'm not really sure. I think Dr. Phil is Beelzebub. I'm not really sure. <laughs> or you get that doctor's report, and they say, hey, there's, um, there's really not much we can, we can do. This is it, or you're just gonna have to learn to live with this. 
Or maybe it's, a, maybe it's that habitual sin that just keeps tripping you up over and you're like, am I ever gonna conquer this? And you just come to this place in your life with, yeah, well, I guess this is just who I am. This is, this is just who I'm always gonna be. It's a, it's a winter season. You feel stuck and I, I can't tell you how long that's gonna last. And, and I can't tell you, uh, is it gonna be short? Is it gonna be long? Is it how, how, I can't even tell you how harsh the winter is gonna be. Praise God, some of our winter seasons, come on somebody, they're not harsh. They're, they're, they're mild. Like in Oklahoma, we have a mild winter and sometimes you go through those mild winters but sometimes they, they, can, be, they can be harsh. Uh, we just wrapped up March Madness, uh, finished that up. I know some of you right now are saying, oh my goodness, is he gonna do another March Madness Talk, is he got another story? Yes, I am, okay? Because it ended on Monday, and now I am in a winter season. <laughs> Luther Vandross singing, one shining moment, brought to tears. You don't even know what I'm talking about, do you? That is just sad. Some of y'all need to stay up till like 11.30 and watch that sometime. It'll, you think the serve video was something. You should see Luther Vandross singing and showing the highlights from the tournament. That will bring you to tears. It's a winter season, people. But uh, I, um, I, I, I love March Madness, and, and we had a bunch of people over for the championship game, and we just had so much fun, a lot of people. And it was really great because uh, the Millenics were there, and they're huge Kansas Jayhawk fans. And uh, today is Amy's birthday, by the way. Can we just say, hey, hey, happy birthday, Amy. If you don't know Amy, Amy sings right up here. And Derek and Amy, many times you see them at kids' registration, so that's where, where they hang out. So they came decked out in their KU gear, and, and it, it, the house was full of people, and I was super excited. Game came on, first five minutes, it looked great. Kansas was looking great, and we're like, yeah, come on, somebody. And then all of a sudden, boom, they went into a fall season, and then boom, they went into a winter season. And for the next 15 minutes of that half, they couldn't find or buy a bucket. By halftime, they were down by 15, and I was like, everybody's on pins and needles and just walking around. Don't, don't look at Amy. Just don't look at Eric, Derek and Amy. Just don't look at them. I mean, it look, if you don't know anything about basketball, if you're down by 15 at halftime, it's over, okay? You ain't, you ain't coming back from that. In fact, half the people left at halftime. They're like, we're out, okay? We don't want to see Amy and Derek crying, Okay. And I mean, can you imagine, though, like if at halftime the players went into the locker room and Coach Self just gathered them around and went, yeah, so, whoo, uh, so I'm thinking we don't go back out there. <laughs> it's a nationally televised game, millions of people. Listen, we can go right out this side door, down the tunnel, we'll get in the bus, we'll push it so nobody knows it started. We'll just go. No, you don't do that. You play out the game. Like, you don't, you don't quit at halftime. Like they, so they, they, they went back out, and, and if you don't know, they, they had the greatest comeback in NCAA tournament history, and they won the national championship. Can we celebrate that for the Millennix? Come on, celebrate that. This is the thing you have to understand about winter. I don't know how long, I don't know how harsh, but no matter how harsh, no matter how difficult, listen, you've got to keep moving forward. Don't quit at halftime. So many people are like, well, that's it. It's a, don't quit 
at halftime. Turn to somebody around you and tell them, don't quit at halftime. Don't quit at halftime. It may look bleak. It may look like it's not going to turn around. It may look like spring is never going to come again, but you got to trust God that he is working in your winter. Because this is what he was doing for the disciples here. God was working even when they couldn't see it. Through the arrest, and they're like, what's happening? Through the, the brutality of the, of the cross where they're confused that this doesn't look right. And God was, we know, was what? He was working through the cross, even in that grave. And those, those three cold, dark days, God was working. Some of you know that I'm developing the 40 acres behind my house. Uh, some of you haven't been here for the series, have you? Uh, I don't own those 40 acres. Uh, just so you know, I don't own them. I do have squatters rights now, so I've been on that property enough that uh, this is mine. You cannot sell this portion of it. But I have been um, going crazy, cutting down trees and and making trails and all kinds of stuff through the woods. And, and I came across this amazing tree that I dubbed the climbing tree. Because we have kids that come over all the time. And so I went down to the hardware store. I got spikes and I drove them into the side of the tree because I have squatters rights. And I'm like, this is good. Look, here's a picture of the climbing tree. This is the climbing tree. It's just such a great tree. You can't really see it, but there's spikes there for the kids can climb up on. But when you, when you look, look at this tree, what's interesting is when you look at the tree, it, it looks dead. It just, it looks dead. And, and, and when you get up close on it, what's interesting in the two is I, I've been so fascinated as I've been out there in the woods is I, you get right up on the tree limb and you look at that hardened bark and you think to yourself, how in the world could, could anything ever grow? How, how could a, a, a tiny, delicate leaf possibly break through that hardened branch. But, but what we know is that there is something happening below the surface. And we know this, if you waited, if you, if you just wait, oh, come on, somebody. If you just, if you just turn to somebody, tell them, just wait. If you just, if you just wait, that, that, that leaf will bust through. Spring will come, but you gotta, you gotta wait on spring. You gotta be patient. Somebody needs to write that down. Write down the word wait. I've gotta, I gotta wait. Things may appear dead, but God is working below the surface. What, what, what is amazing is that in the middle of winter, the reason that that tree is, is not dead, it appeared, put the tree back up. It, it, it may appear dead, but it's not dead. You know why it's not dead? Because of the root system. Because of what it's rooted in. Nutrients are being fed up into that tree even though you can't see it. Oh, come on, I am preaching right now. Even though you can't see it. God is feeding your soul, and he is preparing you. I, I like what the Apostle Paul says in Colossians 2, 7. Say this first part with me. Let your roots grow down into him. Let your roots grow down into him, and, and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith, it will what? It what? It's going gonna, it's gonna to grow strong down into 
him and grow strong in the truth you were taught. Write this down. Am I rooted in Christ? Am I Am I rooted in Christ? Do your roots grow down into him? When you have a deep root system, you can survive the harshest conditions. I I was studying trees this week. I don't really know anything about trees. I couldn't tell you what kind of tree that is out there. I don't know. I know nothing really about any trees. And and but I was studying them and I didn't I did not realize this about bark because I just never thought about it before. But but bark has a specific purpose. It's there to protect the tree. It's there to protect it from the elements, from, from animals, and, and from the harsh conditions of winter. Like without the bark, the tree doesn't survive. Listen, this is, this is God in your life. This is who he is. He guards around you in a winter season. He surrounds you with his grace, with his mercy, with his compassion, with his comfort, and he shields you from the harsh elements of the winter season. This is who God is. This is what he will do. You know the other interesting thing about trees? They don't grow in the winter. They don't grow in the winter because they are being fed these nutrients and they are preparing for spring. Mm. See, we, we want growth, right? I, I love gardening. I, I love getting out and planting flowers and, and shrubs. And I just love working in the soil and getting real dirty. And it's my favorite thing to do. But I can tell you what I don't do in winter I don't, I don't go out and garden in the winter because if I dig up the soil and I plant something and I work it and I nurture it and I water it, nothing gonna happen because winter is not a time to grow. Winter is a time to rest. That's what a tree does in the middle of winter. It is resting and it is preparing for growth and for spring. That's what your winter season is about. It's not a season to grow. Don't expect that kind of growth. Don't expect all these changes and these things to happen in the middle of your winter season. Instead, I want to challenge you today to rest. To to use the word abide. Learn to abide. Learn learn to draw into Christ. Last week, uh, I was telling you about Terry Snelling, who lost his his mom a few weeks ago. And he sent me um, a picture of his mom's Bible and something she had written in her Bible, and he gave it to me today that I could show it. But uh, this is on this, she was in her Bible, she had taken some notes from a message that simply says, Keep moving, get ready, God is good. So when you're resting, when you're abiding, it doesn't mean you stop. You got to keep moving through winter. But the idea of rest is confidence and assurance. You know what? I'm resting in him. I'm not doing anything, but he's doing all the working. He is working in my winter. This series, you can go back and you can, I don't, I don't think it has a date on here, but you can go back in our archives and you can listen to this series called Keep Moving. And it all is based off of a sticky note that Laura had written during a brutal winter in our family's lives just a few years ago. A dark, deep valley that if I were to tell you all of the details, you would say, wow, I don't know. Listen, I don't know what your pain is like, but I think I could probably trump yours. I I could probably say I can double down on that one because it was brutal. And I didn't know 
If I was gonna, I'm like, I know I'm gonna make it, but I don't know if I'm gonna make it. Anybody there? Like, I believe, but help my unbelief. I love that story. Like, I do believe, but I, you gotta help me. And it was so dark, but what I, when I look back on that season, what I see in that season is that, that God taught me to abide. I, I, he taught me to rest in him. And I saw in the middle of all of that how much he drew in. I, as I drew into him, he, he drew closer and closer to me. And in that season, I wasn't sleeping. I was having these horrific nightmares. It was 18 months of horrific nightmares, night after night after night after night after night. They would not relent. And I didn't know what I was going to do. And I, and I was talking to God, and I just remember that's where I learned to love the Psalms. I said, I'm, gonna, I, I'm just going to read a psalm a night before I go to bed. And I just would kneel by the bed, and that's where I learned my practice of kneeling by the bed, and, and I would just read this psalm, and then I would put on a worship song, and I would go to sleep. And, and I would have another nightmare. And then I'd go to sleep, and I'd have another nightmare, and I'd go to sleep, and I'd have another nightmare. But then as I kept doing that practice, I would go to sleep, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a nightmare. And I noticed that I would go like two, three days before I'd have one. And then, then over time, I, I would go a week and I wouldn't have one. Then I'd go a, a month, I wouldn't have one. And over the period of about a year, they finally dissipated and they went away. As I learned to abide and trust in him. God is working in your winter. Verse 18 says, they nailed him to the cross. Two others were crucified with him, one on either side with Jesus between them. Let's think about this for just a moment. The cross that Jesus was nailed to was really ours, right? Wasn't meant for him. Like, because the scripture says they nailed him to the cross. Not his cross, this wasn't his cross. It was our cross that he, he went there on our behalf. And you and I, we know that he went there so that we could receive mercy and grace and forgiveness for our sins and the promise of a new life. But, it, but it's bigger than that. It's not, it's not about a ticket to heaven. If that's your level of Jesus, that's like the entry level, okay? That, that's like, that's like the, 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 the one step in is all you are on that, okay? If you, if you really want to know who Jesus is, he went to the cross, yes, First and foremost for that, absolutely, but he went there too to conquer death. What does that mean? He went there to conquer abuse. He went there to conquer injustice. He went there to conquer death and life and, or loss, and he went there to conquer uh, addiction. He went there to conquer betrayal and divorce and cancer and on and on and on. He went there for us. That's a good place to celebrate. That is who he is. That's what he has done. But the criminals, what's interesting is they had two completely different responses. One rejected Jesus. The other one cried out for mercy. The, the, the one saw no way out of the winter. The other, the other looked to, to Jesus in faith. It is, it is so easy to get, get stuck in winter. Because it's in the winter season that you can either turn to God or turn away from God. 
It's either a season where you have faith or you, get, you, get, you just get frustrated and, and, and I'm out. It's a, it's a season where you say, no, no, I, by the power of God, by the power of the cross, by the power of the resurrection, I am going to overcome this. Or, no, I'm overwhelmed, I'm out. Or to say, you know what, I, you deal with that idea of shame or guilt or, and you think about what you did and you're like, I... I deserve this winter season. I brought this on, my, on myself. Or worse, you're feeling guilty and it's not your fault. You're blaming yourself for your winter and it has nothing to do with you and it has everything to do with what somebody did to you and, you and you end up trapped in that winter. But this is why Jesus died, to, to help us to overcome and find our way out of winter. That's the hope. That's why we are here. That's why we look to the cross and we see the empty grave. So how you respond in this winter season, you got the picture of what you're dealing with, what it is your struggle, how you respond is going to determine whether you get stuck or whether you see spring come again in your life. In the Old Testament, there's a story of this guy named Job, and many of you know that story, but if you don't, it's probably one of the most difficult <laughs> books in the Bible to understand. It's been debated by scholars, uh, Jewish scholars, Christian scholars, theologians for as long as the book has been around. It's crazy because Job loved the Lord. He followed God. He did nothing wrong, no sin, nothing. He was a good man. And he, he lost everything, lost his livelihood. All his livestock was wiped out by a storm. He lost his home. It was torn away from him. His family was killed. He lost every person in his family. And then if that's not bad enough, then his, his health began to fail on him. I don't understand all of that, but I love Job's response in Job 23.10. Look at what he says. This is a man of faith and overcomer. He said this, when he, when, when, when God tests me, I will come out as what? Say it with me, pure as gold. Like that's trust, that's confidence. Man, this is, this is Job basically, he's got this mindset that things are difficult, I'm not ignoring the pain, I'm not ignoring my confusion. I don't understand everything that God is doing, but God will bring me through this. It's interesting is gold is the most pliable metal. It can be beaten, it can be shaped, but it will not crack and it will not break. This is, this is what God does. God uses the winter season to mold you and to shape you and to strengthen you, and to fortify you, and to say, you know what? As hard as it gets, as difficult as it gets, through me and with me, you will not break. You are secure in me. Encourage somebody in front of you and behind you and tell them, you are secure in Christ. You are secure in Christ. Gold crosses are fascinating as people wear gold crosses because it's kind of humorous in a way because everybody's running around with a, um, with a torture device on their neck. I mean, that's, that's what a, a cross is. It's a symbol of torment and torture. That's wearing it around. Hey, this is cool. 
What I love, though, is that's not what it represents anymore, right? The, the cross, which is, which is gold, which we see formed and, and, and shaped, is now, it's no longer a symbol of torment. It's a symbol of triumph. That's why people wear them. And that's what God can do. He can turn your winter season into a symbol of hope in your life. When, when I look back on that, that, that brutal winter season that our family went through, I got, I got a lot of questions. But when I look back on it, I see, man, God, you, you took the brutal season of winter and you've turned that into a symbol of hope because you taught me and you showed me that I can overcome. You've taught me and you've shown me that hope can rise again. You've taught me and you've shown me that you are faithful, that you do deliver, that the promises of your word are true. And I can count on you no matter how harsh, no matter how difficult, no matter what is happening, you, my God, will bring me through. I wish that's the only winter season I ever had. Wouldn't it be great? You only had one. Everybody gets one per lifetime. That's it, you know, max out. Some of you are like, man, I got a lot more than that. I have, I have more winter seasons. I want to share them with everyone. Would anyone like a winter season? I've got plenty to go around for everyone. Anybody there? <laughs> so I wish that I, um, I didn't have to go through more winter seasons, but uh, in my life right now, I have in part of my life, I have a winter season. And the, this week, I woke up at 3 a.m. thinking about it. And as I was laying there and I was praying, and I've learned that whenever I wake up in the middle of the night, I just start praying. That's just what I do. I, I learned that from my mom. My mom always taught me this. She said whenever she wakes up in the middle of the night, she just starts praying. And whoever comes to her mind, she just starts praying about that. Whatever comes to her mind, she prays about that. And, and I was thinking about what I was facing and it was so overwhelming. I was so frustrated. And you ever notice the more that you think about it, the worse it gets? <laughs> That's a whole nother sermon right there. Just, if I just think about it long enough, it'll make it better. And you just torment yourself that much more. Imagine if they had left Jesus on that cross. How tormenting that would be. If we just think about it long enough, we just look at Jesus long enough on this cross, just at the torment in the winter, if we just look at him dead on that cross long enough, it'll get better. That's what you're doing with those things that you have in your life. Is you're, but what did they do? They took him off the cross and they put him in that, put him in that tomb. That's the one thing none of us want to do. I don't want to do that. I want to recognize that it's dead. I don't want to recognize that. I, I, I don't want to come to You know it's the reality, but you don't come to that reality. No, 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 I'm in a fall season. That's what, I'm in a fall season. That's right. I mean, the beauty's beginning to fade, but I'm praying God's going to turn it around, and you got to come to the reality that, oh, it's, it's not going to turn around. And I just said, God, I, I just, in that 3 a.m., I said, God, I just need some help. And I woke up that morning. It was this week, and I our reading is we're going through this reading plan together. We're reading through the book of John, and it's interesting how when you're in a reading plan, you don't have to go hunting. It's already laid out before you. And we were reading John chapter 6. 
In John chapter 6, the disciples, Jesus has put them in a boat and they have gone out onto the Sea of Galilee to go on to the other side where they're going to do ministry. Jesus is not with them. And they're in the middle of this uh, sea, of the Sea of Galilee, and this massive storm comes up. It's gale force winds. Many of them are fishermen. They've never, they've seen these storms before. I've been there. The, when these storms come up at Galilee, they will... Uh, they perish. People in these storms, they perish. They do not make it through these storms. And, and one of the gospels says that they were, it was, it was 3 a.m. That's when God got my attention. Oh, it was, it was 3 a.m. And, and they were rowing, and it says in Scripture, in one of the Gospels, they were rowing for like three or four miles, just rowing against the wind and the waves, and they are just exhausted. And in that moment, God said, Brad, that's you. That's you. You're rowing against the wind and the waves, and you've been doing it nonstop. And it's time to put up the oars. But, but if, if I just wrote, if I just, sh- it's okay, Brad. Just put up the oars. And then I read these words in John 6, 20. Jesus comes walking to them on the water and he called out to them, don't be afraid, I am here. And what I heard God say to me in that moment is, Brad, don't be afraid, it's okay. It's okay, I'm here. You, you, you can put up the oars. You're, you're not in that fall season anymore. You're in winter. But it's okay. I want you to rest in me. And what's interesting is, is my situation didn't change. It hasn't changed all week. In fact, it's actually gotten worse. But I've changed. Everything has changed because I know that that now he is with me. I I, I can put up the oars because I know, oh, wait, you're here? You're here. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. For some of you today, maybe you've been rowing and you've been rowing and you've been rowing. It's time to put up the oars. It's time to put up the oars and, it, and, it, and it's time to, to rest. It's time for you just to admit, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not in the fall season anymore. I'm not making the progress. It's not, God, I, it's not good. What I want you to hear is this, don't be afraid. God is with you. And he says this, I am working in your winter.